0: You're listening to the Always Be Booked Caribbean Cruise and Orlando Vacation Cruise Cast with your host, Tommy Casabona.
1: All aboard and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Always Be Booked Cruise Cast Show coming to you not quite live from Orlando, Florida. I want to thank you guys so much for taking the time to find, download, and listen to the show as we cover anything and everything relating to cruising. I want to invite you guys to check out our Instagram page, which you could just search uh, always be booked. There's some fun stuff on there. We do a lot of memes, we do a lot of pictures, we do a lot of cruise recap stuff that we've, cruises we've g- gone on, or cruises some of our friends have gone on, and it's just a offbeat, irreverent thing that just covers all things cruising. Uh, try not to always be politically correct. We have, uh, you know, we talk about a lot of the mainstream stuff, but then we talk a lot of the... Uh, not so talked about stuff, the underground stuff as well that you know the little idiosyncrasies and the things we love hate uh, are indifferent, or just kind of note about cruising in general, and we really really hope you guys join the fun and engage us on there Instagram always be booked also there is a bit of a contest slash sweepstakes that we 're doing right now for the show. if you like the show, if you listen to the show. Uh, And you wouldn't mind going on iTunes and rating and reviewing the show on iTunes. Uh, Very, very important for us because that's obviously where they basically place you in whatever search engines on iTunes that they may have available. But if you rate and uh, review us on iTunes, we are giving away, now listen, three cruises for two per week. We have a ton of them, and we're giving them away. So we hope that you guys will rate us and review us. And if there's ten people that review in a week, basically what you have is a uh, you know three out of ten chance. If only three people review us for that week, and you're one of them, you're getting a free cruise for two. It is the uh, Bahama Paradise Cruise Line out of West Palm Beach, it's a three-day Bahama cruise. It's actually a two-day. Uh, cruise, you're there for three days technically, it's a two night so you get on the ship at three o'clock the first day you spend the night on the ship the next day is in the Bahamas get a full day in the Bahamas on the ship that night and then in the morning you're back in Palm Beach, it is uh, an old carnival ship it's, I'm not trying to act like I'm sending you on the Oasis of the Seas, but I can tell you that I've been on this ship and I've had a really, really good time on this very, very cruise. So feel free to rate and review us on iTunes. Now, how do you find us on iTunes? It's simple. If you have a smartphone, you go to the App Store and uh, you download the podcast app. It's just simple. It's a podcast app. And then once you download that, within that app, you can search for "Always Be Booked," and you will find us. Um, really, really pumped about what's going on here. So, what we're doing today is we're going to interview my buddy Stu. Stu is an excellent broadcaster, a very good communicator, and uh, he's a lot of fun. We went, we took a cruise, as you guys know, uh, if you've been following us on Instagram or uh, the, the the podcast in general. We were really, really excited about this Carnival Live Splendor six-day Carnival Live Sam Hunt cruise. So that uh, was leaving out of Miami, and we hit Ocho Rios, Jamaica, Grand Cayman, as well as uh, Cozumel, Mexico. And me, Stu, and our buddy Chris went. We also had uh, two girls that were friends with, Kelly and Jerry, with us. And then a ton of people that we made friends with along the way. This, I have to say, is one of my top five cruises I've ever been on. It was an absolute blast from the ports, f- uh, for Sam Hunt, everything. Um, what I can tell you is this. The interview with Stu <laughs> was kind of uh, mild. Uh, when we go on a lot of these cruises, sometimes we're going you know, with our significant others here and there. Sometimes we're going because we just want to get away and shut down and decompress. Sometimes we're going because we want to party and really kind of light it up. This was that last uh, option there. We we absolutely went on this cruise ready to kind of rage out a little bit, have some fun. And really, uh, the interview that you're about to hear covers most of the informative stuff. Yeah, we talk about how much fun we had and stuff like that. But we really, really kind of focused on the ship, focused on Carnival, focused on the Sam Hunt aspect, the Carnival Live aspect, as well as... The um, the ports and stuff And we try to be as informative as possible On this one Stu, myself and Chris talked about Recording another version Which kind of gets into the... Um I guess <laughs> the fun we've had uh you know, and uh where I'll kind of warn a lot of you guys this uh you know this is not for if you're if you're looking for a team or uh account of what the cruise is, this is the one you want to listen to right now uh when we record the other one, if you're easily offended uh maybe that's not the one you really want to listen to. Skip over that one, but if you want to hear some juicy crazy wacky stories, then definitely tune in because that. This cruise was absolutely full of those. Uh, this is getting a little bit tired. Of, you, you're getting a little bit tired of hearing this from me, but uh, you know what? I'm just going to continue to remind you guys quick. I am not a professional broadcaster. Uh, I do not have professional studios, but we are working on it. And, and there are some technical stuff in the sound quality, um, in the, I guess, you know, just professional aspects of broadcasting. I would encourage you and ask you to kind of give this. Uh, cruise cast and all of them uh, the next few of them a listen with an open mind and understand that all we're trying to do is give you guys some cruise information you love cruising like we love cruising and we're just trying to have fun and we're trying to have an open back and forth dialogue on one of our favorite pastimes having said that It is my goal to get better each and every week. What I am a little bit disappointed about, well, not disappointed, but I got to figure out a way to get this uh, Skype recording stuff a little bit better quality because the quality is hearing from me right now. Once I record the interviews, um, whatever software I'm using, uh, Skype recorder is what it is. It's not necessarily spitting it back out with the same quality. Now, the minute I switch over to the interview, you'll hear it a little bit. And then I promise you within 10, 15 seconds, you won't even realize it anymore. So just kind of hang in there for that for a second. And, um, you know, just this, just broadcasting stuff in general. I feel like I'm getting better each week. I'm going to continue to educate myself, uh, look for better software, look for better equipment, look for better information, and try to get better each and every week uh, so we can bring you guys you know, just a top, top quality product, or at least the best we can. Funny story, uh, Stu and, um, myself and Chris were still here, so we got off the ship, um, Saturday. Uh, you'll hear in the interview that me and Stu had to just kind of get a little bit of a cruise fix in, uh, that night. We weren't satisfied with just getting off the ship and returning back to life, as most people aren't when they get off these ships, but, uh, So you'll hear about our day that we had in there. But then I realized, so we're all back home and we're all, you know, in my apartment because they're flying out the next morning. I'm in bed and I realized the name of my show is Always Be Booked. And then I'm realizing I'm laying in bed coming off the cruise first day. I'm like, hold on. I'm not booked right now. So these guys got a kick out of it. I'm literally in my bedroom with the door open. They're on my couch right before we're going to sleep. I'm like, guys. We got a problem. I'm not booked. (laughs) They start laughing. I immediately get on the phone, and one of the uh, things I wanted to do is get on one of these, um, you know, get back on one of these um, mega ships. So I called Royal Caribbean. I have a um, deal from back in the day with them, a $300 credit. Uh, I thought it was $250. It's actually $300, uh, and it had expired, but I called Royal Caribbean, did some arguing, and – found myself uh within 24 hours booked and now I'm, I'm I'm I'll tell you what I'm I'm less depressed about getting off this ship now. I am booked on a uh 7-day Royal Caribbean Oasis of the Seas trip back to the Eastern Caribbean where the uh ports of call are Nassau, uh St. Thomas and St. Martin. Now, those are three of my favorite. Nassau only is my favorite or one of my favorites because of Atlantis. You have a blast and you go to Atlantis. Other than that, in Nassau, eh. So what I might do since I've been to Atlantis three times already, uh, I probably will stay on the ship for Nassau because, again, after all, it's the oasis of the seas. As of right now, it is uh, – what is it? I don't know. Is the Harmony out yet? Uh, I think it's overseas, but – Either way, it's basically the third largest ship in the world, but really tied for second with the Allure, because I think the Allure is like 20 feet, 10 or 20 feet longer, so we'll go in technicalities there, but Oasis of the Seas, here I come, uh, March 5th, yes, it is, you know, close to five months away, but hey, listen, I'm booked, right, So without further ado, thank you guys again for being on board with us today. I am going to sit back and let you listen to the recap of our cruise with my buddy, Stu. Hope you enjoy it. Thanks again for listening. Alright, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Always Be Booked Cruise Podcast. I'm here with my buddy, Stu. And uh, we just got back off the six-night sailing off the uh, Carnival Splendor. It was a Sam Hunt Carnival Live uh, experience, and uh, boy, did it deliver. We were very, very impressed. Do say hi to everybody. I think. Hello,
0: everybody. I'm uh, back here in New York City where it's cold, and my tan is slowly fading, and I'm getting less and less handsome as we speak.
1: Oh, well, I don't know about this. the last part of that. Stu's a handsome guy. But I do believe about the tan fading. And, man, this was, you know, a lot of times some cruises are better than others. And some cruises, I, I mean, I, like I said, I've never had a bad cruise in my life. But some are better than others. And some, even if they're good, you're kind of ready at the end for, you know what, that bittersweet feeling to go home and whatever. Uh, I don't know whether it's the time of year. I don't know if it's who we went with, or I don't know if it's just the amazing time we had. There's not much redeeming qualities about getting off this ship. Would you agree?
0: No. no. In fact, you and I discussed after deboarding whether we should just turn back around um, and walk back on the ship and try to pay at the gate.
1: This is how bad it was. Me and Stu, uh, Stu and I, we got off the ship. We were with our other other buddy, Chris, and uh, also Jerry and Kelly, and a bunch of people that we knew uh, vaguely from other cruises as well as the new friends we made. We get off the ship on uh, Saturday – no, Friday. No, Saturday. Saturday. You're right, Saturday, Saturday, right. And we take a shuttle back to Orlando from Miami, and then from Orlando the next day, we took a trip out to Port Canaveral. Just to kind of get the feel of a cruise, I guess, to maybe wean off a little bit, we had uh, some dinner, some food and some drinks over at uh, Grills over by the uh, ship. And we were basically in the shadow of both the Carnival victory and the liberty of the seas from Royal Caribbean. And we watched them sail out. We just wanted – we couldn't let go, right?
0: It was, like, it was like one of the more pathetic scenes you'll ever witness. It was sort of like Brett Favre not being able to retire. <laughs> like like we're sitting at a table 50 50 feet from a europe uh royal caribbean cruise about to pull out you can hear the music blasting from the lido deck the smoke's coming out of the stacks oh. and we're just torturing ourselves watching this thing about to pull out knowing people are about to set sail for a week of bliss on the sea as as we're enjoying our last moments of vacation and for me heading back to the northeast my last moments of sun hitting my face before six months of winter, and but we had to torture ourselves and watch both a Carnival ship and a Royal Caribbean ship breeze past us into paradise. It was it was probably a dumb move, but I loved every second of it.
1: <laughs> it's a the whole thing was like a little bit of a dummy, double whammy for Stu because, uh yeah, you're going right back into the throes of you know Game of Thrones. Winter is coming. You know, at least I'm down here in Florida. And uh, Stu, you will be happy to know it was like got up to about 78 today. Son uh, of a bitch. <laughs> it was the perfect day. It was a beautiful day here today. But yeah, you know Stu's going back to the uh, battling for position on the subway, riding those city bikes through that cold fall the winter <laughs> air. But you know what, man? Whatever. If you can't you can't appreciate the summer without the without the winter. So you'll you'll turn around before you know it. I, I'm I'm not I'm not selling you out on this, am I?
0: As 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 I walked around the city today and ran into people I knew and they said, "Wow, you have a really nice tan," you know, and I talked about the vacation, and then I just f- found myself saying, like, to person after person, "Why the fuck do I live here? Yeah. Like, why why do I why am I about to put myself through the next six months when there's a, obviously a better world down where you live?"
1: Well, yeah, I mean, if you ask me, that's exactly what I would say, but you know, that's me. I moved down here because I just. I, I just, I that's the way I feel about it. It's just a better world. Do I miss family and friends all the time? And is there the same amount of opportunity for the average person? Not at all. So you see both sides, but you never know. You, you're up there, you're happy, and until you uh, want to make the move, we still have these cruises, and I'm still going to be working on Stu because I have, uh, you know, hence the name of the show, will always be booked. I realized that about. I woke up in a sweat on Sunday night at about 2 (laughs) a.m., and I realized I'm not booked. You weren't booked. I'm not booked. (laughs) I got on the phone with Royal Caribbean, and uh, by the next day, I am booked on the Oasis of the Seas for March 5th. And I'm I'm not going to say I don't miss the cruise we were just on, but I'm a little less depressed. So I guess without further ado... I wanted to have Stu come on so we can do a little bit of a recap of our uh, six-day cruise. As I just mentioned, Carnival Splendor, uh, Sam Hunt Live. The ports were um, Ocho Rios, Jamaica, followed by Grand Cayman, and then um, and then it was Cosmo, Mexico. Yeah. Now, this is what I'll say. I've always been in Eastern Caribbean, Florida, Bahama, even recently the Southern Caribbean, and I kind of – waited on the western caribbean mainly because a lot of people just didn't really have so much great things to say about it they always seemed to be the cheaper cruises uh they didn't have necessarily the biggest and baddest ships going to those itineraries and uh it's just people kind of say it's a little pedestrian i got to tell you being basically a veteran of the entire caribbean i don't i this, i had a great time and i had i don't think the western caribbean especially even jamaica uh, I, I give it a lot of respect. Did you have a good time? What did you think about the ports? I love the ports.
0: You know, from the first stop in Jamaica, you know, we took the, uh, the sky lift, which is basically a chair lift over a rainforest, but with no snow underneath to break your fall if the thing snaps. So we're hundreds of feet in the air, all of us um, petrified, taking in the scenery. You then went the extra step, and uh, with Chris, took the, the bobsled down uh, a suicide run through the jungle <laughs> um, as I stood waiting patiently for you to return because I was too much of a chicken shit to do it. Um, and it was awesome. It was awesome. You know, we, we got harassed a little bit on the street, making our way back to the ship as people were trying to beckon us into their stores. But other than that, I, I enjoyed Jamaica. Um, and then what was, our next one was Grand Cayman. We went different, different directions on that. Uh, Chris and I went beaching. And just enjoyed the uh, crystal clear water and the nice beaches. Um, you walked around a little bit and came in, Cayman, um, but it was a beautiful day there. And then, uh, and as far as Cozumel, again, we went off uh, on separate trails. You probably did the cooler, fun, adventurous trip and rented a scooter like a madman and, and made your way um, around the island. Chris and I went to uh, Mr. Sancho's Beach Resort for a Basically a $7 cab ride per person and then a $55 entrance fee. You had an all-inclusive pass to the resort for the day. Swim up bars, pools, all you can eat from the menu, all you can drink from the bars, beach chairs, beach. Uh, It was great. It was perfect. And we had a long day there, so uh, we didn't have to rush back to the ship because the Sam Hunt concert was that night. So all in all, all three ports, you know, um, we probably could have done more as far as excursions and ventures. But you and I had done, you know, the scuba. I'm not the scuba. The snorkeling on the last on the last trip, and we both done a bunch of other things. So this is more of a relaxing run. Yeah. But uh, I loved them all.
1: Yeah. Let's let's back up. Let's go into them a little bit uh, in depth individually. Right. So start. If we start with um, Jamaica. What we decided to do in Jamaica. I definitely want to go back there because there's, there was at least and even in pre uh, cruise planning. I knew there was about seven or eight things on that island that I wanted to do. It looked really, really cool. Starting with the Bob Marley, um, I guess, uh, tour, you go in the van, I'm sure you'd smell some greenery on that trip, Absolutely. Um, as well as the, uh, Dunn's river falls, uh, walk up, which yeah, a lot of people said was the most, one of the most, uh, can't miss experience, can't miss experiences in, uh, in Jamaica as a whole. I we missed it. We, we didn't do it. The, um, the, the, uh, Cliff diving, which is cliff diving in quotes because you're not jumping, you know, 30 feet from, you know, from the rocks You're. It's very, very safe looking and also quote unquote white water rafting because it's basically a glorified lazy river, but a lot of that stuff I really, really wanted to try, but you can't. You don't have enough time in the day. You don't. You know. You're in port for a little while. That's what a lot of people will say is the negative part about cruising. But again, not really for me. I had a great time doing what we did, and it just gives me a reason or or an excuse to have to go back. So, um, yeah, we we took that freaking chairlift. I was terrified of it. We went in dead sober, uh, and I, I was like this I don't know about this, you were less nervous getting on, and then Chris was less nervous getting on, but then I think we were all equal I think Chris was probably worse than us uh but we were all scared shitless when we got on that thing it's basically we're all near or above 200 pound men and we're on basically an 800 foot in the air park bench floating through the air <laughs> above uh you know ab- above the rainforest and yes, going up I was horrified. So once Watch, you got,
0: watching watching workers three hundred feet below us hack away jungle with machetes.
1: Yeah, exactly, and dodging spiders.
0: Yeah, picking up our feet so we wouldn't hit the three foot long spider dangling from webs, go, hanging from tree to tree, two feet under our legs.
1: Exactly, and then once we got up there, uh, there was it was nice. We had it was a gift shop. There was uh, uh, some bands playing up there. There was little little, uh, you know, moderate entertainment going on. And then they had a restaurant where you can climb to the top, top. And then you could have the ultimate view from the top of Mystic Mountain. And overlooked the cruise ship, the harbor, and just the beautiful rainforest that you were on top. And then we had a delicious jerk chicken meal up, up on top. And then when you go to the very top, you could look down and there's a, uh, you know, one of those infinity, infinity pools with a slide going right into it just so peaceful, so beautiful, so calm and, and and just really those moments when you just literally take a breath and life, the world is going to have to spin on its own for a little while and you just look back and enjoy it. And yeah, and then me and Chris did the, um, we did the uh, Alpine uh, roller coaster or bobsled, whatever you want to call it and that was I guess you can adjust like that was anticlimactic for me because it was great. I loved it. But, uh, the first run I, you're allowed to control the brake, So I was not shy about using that brake. You squeeze
0: uh, the life out of that brake.
1: <laughs> it took me about f- 15, 20 seconds to get out of sight of the workers. And they kept telling me to go, go, go. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not going anywhere until I'm absolutely sure on how to slow this death trap down. So, uh, once once I started doing it you get the hang of it, and I would now having taken a lap around the course I wouldn't be so heavy on the break I would try to get a little you know it wasn't bad at all it was just
0: oh yeah now that it's over you're a hero
1: yeah I'm a big shot I'm telling you 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 would be surprised it wasn't bad at all but yeah you can let it go and then when then basically we reconvened we hit the town for a little while and yes then we saw a little bit of the taste of Jamaica that you hear about where People do uh, aggressively try to get you into their shops and into their stores and to buy their products. In a way, it's you know you look at it as annoying. In a way, you look at it as like ah oh, you know what you know this is what I don't like. But you know what, whatever. You have to kind of stay connected to the world and realize that these people are a little aggressive because these are this is how they're going to be able to hopefully get some food for themselves at the end of the day. So you, you you live with it. You take it with a grain of salt. But we made it back to the ship. And, uh, and, and we had a great time. So that was it. That was the story in, in Jamaica. And then you actually – I had a rough night that night. That was the night where I went uh, a little hard with the booze. So I was a little late getting up and a, late, a little late to the party, which is not normal for me uh, on these cruises. But what what was your – uh t- take us through uh, your day at the beach in Grand Cayman, if you don't mind.
0: It was nice. We got off the ship like around 11 o'clock or so, boarded the uh, – the- the tender boat and um, it took us to, to to the island. We took a sh- short cab ride to the beach that everyone recommended um, and it seemed to be where everyone from the cruise ships was gathering. There was a co- bunch of outdoor bars there that you could have a drink at and then there was just you know sand and, and beach chairs as far as the eye could see. You could go out in the water. We ran into some people we knew and just relaxed. I just looked out of the water. Perfect sunny day, clear water, and that's what you get on these islands it's just um, it's just it's just you know you're you're kind of at peace for a couple hours but like you said in Jamaica just you're looking out and, and and you realize you're not at work you're not doing anything you're 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 feeling the sun on your face there's nothing but blue water and um, there's really it was nothing really adventurous to speak of it was just a relaxing day spent a couple hours there had to make it back to the ship by like three o'clock so we didn't have much time but um that's all I wanted I just wanted to sit my ass in the sand my feet in the water and uh and just kind of reflect and uh it was perfect
1: what was the name of that beach again oh god um it was a fruit like grape uh what was
0: it grape uh grapes uh, grape something shit i'll I'll remember
1: grape was the word right all right so grape something i made two attempts to try to meet up with you there i was off the ship and uh i went to a taxi uh, a woman it's like taxi And I was like, yes. And then I told her, Grape Beach, Grape Island, whatever it was. And uh, she goes, okay, stand by. So I stood by for like five minutes, nothing. I went to a coffee shop, like literally like 20 steps away. And then when I came back, she wasn't there. So then I was like, ah, I'm not going to go. I'm like, you know what, let me go. I'll meet up with you. You're probably still there, no problem. So then I found another taxi. And uh, he goes, sure, I'll take you there, no problem. Wait five minutes. So I waited another five minutes. And then after the five minutes, he was just basically trying to gather up other people to come into the van with him. Got it. And he goes, all right, just follow me now. We're going. So I followed him, and we all followed him. It was like a block and a half away. He takes us to an already full, um, basically a van, uh, already with like 20 people in it. And I was basically going to be the last person in, and I kind of bailed out. Sea Grape Beach is the name. Sea Grape great Beach. So, But you would recommend Sea Grape Beach, huh?
0: Yeah, it's great. It's great. Um, apparently, there's a couple different options as far as public beaches. There's, this is the one that they don't charge you a fee to get onto. There's a couple that like you get charged at, uh, an entrance fee. This one was free to the public. And I guess that's pretty much where everyone went.
1: Yeah. Um. Just so that is a strong recommend from Stu. Sea Grape Beach. They have a bar over there and a grill named Calico Jack's. Uh, I've heard of that place before over there. Uh, And it's always, always a good time. Also, um, just to make it official as well, I completely recommend doing the Mystic Mountain uh, skyride slash uh, bobsled thing as well. Uh, As much and and all the other stuff like, you know, in in that Mystic Mountain area, I haven't done them, but I absolutely want to. And from the people that we spoke to coming back on the ship. The uh, cliff diving thing, the, the river tubing thing, and the um, the uh, Dunn River Falls uh, thing as well is a strong, strong yes, thumbs up. I didn't hear much about the Bob Marley tour to be honest with you, but that looks cool. Uh, what I did in Grand Cayman, I will tell you this: this they have a beautiful, beautiful downtown shopping area. Uh, it's a beautiful cruise ship harbor. Not necessarily, uh, uh, you know, it's not like New York City or Chicago, but Tons of gift shops, tons of rare and unique items to be sold, whether it's on the street or in the brick and mortar buildings that are there, uh, as well as you know easy transportation and plenty of uh, uh, oceanside, seaside dining and drinking options as well. Uh, uh, and honestly, even if you go to Grand Cayman, you just hop off the ship and you, I can tell you right now, you can fill your day up just walking in the downtown. I believe it's Georgetown area. And then the other thing that's worth mentioning about Grand Cayman, what everybody did, and it didn't necessarily speak to myself or Stu as much, but it's one of the crown jewel uh, excursions of the Caribbean as a whole, as, from what they say. Exactly, Stingray City is a, uh, a sand dune or a sand a sandbar, uh, several miles or at least a couple of mile or two out into the into the ocean or into the Caribbean Sea, and you take the boat out there, and all of a sudden you're in shallow water again, and you basically uh, swim with a bunch of uh, harmless, quote unquote, stingrays. Myself and are a little apprehensive to do that right away, but uh,
0: freaking way,
1: yeah. One day you'll do it. But most of the people who did do it came back raving about it, called it a life-changing experience. Just you know, just 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 went on and on about it. So. Uh, so did Erwin.
0: Erwin called it a life changing experience as well. Oh jeez. His yes. life changed.
1: His yeah, his life changed. I don't know. I, I guess I don't know how to explain it either. I'm kind of with you on that. If the man who is trained and the most uh, well known animal whisperer in the world, uh May he rest in peace. May he rest in peace, seems to not be able to uh, you know, tame these stingrays, why do all of us naive and uh you know just, just, just tourists are able to go there and swim with them and be and harmless.
0: Oh no, no, the, the ones at Stingray Beach are, are domesticated. They're, 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 um, they're youth. They're, they, they pose no threat.
1: Like that Chris Rock bit
0: with yeah, Sick Freedom
1: yeah. Roy. That tiger didn't go crazy. That tiger went tiger. Tiger, exactly. So who knows? But I mean, everybody raved about it. They loved it. That leaves us with Cozumel, and as you mentioned, Stu. You went to Mr. Sanchos, and uh, just a shout-out to uh, the godfather of Cruise Radio, Doug Parker. He was the one who recommended that to me, and I passed the information along with Stu, and I believe it was verified by one of the uh, people on the ship who basically said this is like an insider-type you know, thing. A lot of people fly there and stay there, uh, but as far as a cruise ship excursion, you're not going to find it on the Carnival uh, pages, so... You uh, it, it, would you just give a little bit of an in depth on um, on the uh, Mr. Sancho's experience?
0: So here's what you do: you walk, you walk off the ship, you walk through the little the little town. There's like a huge duty free store that's like a mile long that you have to get through. They try to put every everything you could possibly buy in your face before you get through the store. Um, you make your way through like a little outdoor mall area to the street where there's a million cabs, you know, trying to get you to jump in or to rent a scooter. But you just hop in the nearest cab, tell Mr. Sancho's, so they all know where it is, and they might try to, You definitely tell them how much you're going to pay, because they know you're a tourist, and they try to jack up the price a little bit. So I, I heard from someone on the boat that it should cost no more than like 6 to $10. So I asked him, I said, Mr. Sancho's, you know, how much? And he said, you know, $8 a piece, perfect. But uh, on the way back, before I tell you about Mister Sancho's, they try to start charging everyone twenty bucks a piece. So definitely let them know that you know what you're supposed to pay. Um, they're, that- they're,
1: not, they're not dumb. They know there's a little bit of a angst or a desperation knowing that you know we got to make this cruise ship. And are we less likely to argue about price right. on the way back? Right. But as soon as you, as soon as you, with a little
0: bit of confidence, tell them that you know what you're talking about, they back down and they say, oh, "All right, all right, eight dollars." So. Um, So definitely speak up. But once we got there, the cab driver was great. He got out of the cab because we didn't have any kind of reservation, which apparently they recommend. But he walked us in. I don't know that he had to. Um, He's probably trying to earn his tip. But um, walked right up to the people at the front desk, said, you know, two people for Mr. Sancho's, $55 a person, paid it. You get a little wristband. You walk in and a full resort is at your disposal. We walked to the beach. They couldn't have been nicer. It was like we were guests of the resort. Uh, waiter introduced himself. He's like, "I'll be your waiter for the day. Whatever you need." We greased him an extra ten bucks so he had his attention. He was very, very grateful. And literally, I couldn't get two minutes without him coming back and asking me, uh, "Mr. Stu, do you would you like another drink? Whatever you wanted, anything off the menu, P- frozen drinks, you know, vodka soda, whatever, anything. If you and if you wanted food, you could go to a, an all-you-can-eat buffet." Or order any food item off the menu, from fajitas to tacos to chips and guac to anyth- anything. It was perfect. And they had pools with swim-up bars where they would refill your cup. Any t- you, literally, you, walk up to the, you swim up to the bar, your cup is refilled instantaneously with a pina colada or a frozen margarita or whatever you wanted. Um, it was really cool. It was perfect. Um, just what I wanted again. I felt like I got the best of both worlds. I was on a cruise. Then I also got to spend a day at an all-inclusive resort. Um, and that was the night of the Sam Hunt concert. So we didn't have to be back on the ship technically till 10 o'clock, but we wanted to get back there by six as the concert, um, was opening its doors around seven. Um, so we had a good, I had a good six hours at that place, which was awesome. Perfect. And Tommy, um, who I thought wasn't going to come surprised us and had rented a scooter. And all of a sudden I'm laying in my beach chair and, uh, Tommy rolls up with his scooter parked out front and I loved it.
1: Yeah, it was like a little bit of that. You know, I got the scooter, drove around a little bit, I was like, Yeah, you know, I know these guys are here. I got this, you know, uh, motor motor vehicle device at my disposal. So let me uh let me go down to Mr. Sancho's. And when he rent when I rented it, the guy gave me the map of the whole island. So he goes, Here's you, here's Mr. Sancho's. No idea how far it was, but you put on this little like kazoo helmet and uh <laughs> I start driving, headed towards Mr. Sancho's. I'm driving for about I don't know, would seem like four or five miles. And then it says, Mr. John Sanchos, another six kilometers. So I'm like, <laughs> all right. Uh, where, where, what am I doing here? Uh, I'm sure in a comfortable, air-conditioned, uh, well-maintained, well-maintained taxi. Uh, it's a very easy ride, but having never really operated a scooter before and uh, basically balancing on the two-wheeler with the helmet on in the heat of the uh, Mexican sun – uh with cars zipping by i'm doing my little 30 miles an hour on my scooter headed for what seemed to be like a 10 mile trek to, to go to go say hi to Stu and Chris and come back but um it was worth it it was a fun ride it, I, it really really was i mean it was nothing I had nothing to complain about on this cruise but so then i went then i came all the way back and then i drove around a little bit in the other direction saw some of the sights and there was tons to see uh, a lot of cool monuments, a lot of cool places to go, and then I and then I went for a lunch at a um, local place on the on the water. I'll put in the uh, on the Instagram the name of it. I actually, already did. If you check out the Always Be Booked Instagram, uh, it's it's a. I really I should know the name of it off off the top of my head but you could find it there but I highly recommend it the staff was great but I had um you know I had a a, a delicious ceviche that they gave on the house then I had a uh, seafood soup which was fresh and very very um I guess filling and there also I also had the shrimp steak and chicken fajita combo so yeah I went in went in a little bit on that but it was worth it it was a good time and uh then we ended up back on the ship and that Led to party time and basically the uh, crown jewel and piece of entertainment that was on the ship that most people were on the ship for. It was interesting because I had never done a carnival live uh, sailing before. But it was just interesting to see how there were some absolute insane Sam Hunt fanatics and people that were just wearing Sam Hunt t-shirts all week. And, you know, you know, all the females that we came across, of course, there was one or two in every group that, you know, they said they were obviously going to take him from his girlfriend and they were going to marry him or do whatever they had to do to get Sam Hunt. Yeah,
0: they said other things, too, but we'll leave, we'll leave it off the podcast.
1: <laughs> exactly. And then there was just you know groups of people who never heard of Sam Hunt and were just on the cruise cuz it was just a regular cruise but um we got a uh, we got in line and we had a pretty good place in line but it was really really nice of carnival to know that we were sailing with two other uh of our of our female friends and they were way ahead of us and you know nobody you know it was no pushing no shoving they were gladly uh accommodating and letting us wait in the line in our friends and we were probably maybe like the 10th or 15th group of people that were in the auditorium, which was great because we were probably in like the 11th to 12th row, and in addition to that, we didn't even have to be because the thing was, uh, there's no bad seat in the house, but the the thing was is that there were two options. You could buy a $250 ticket, and that would get you guaranteed first three rows, as well as the meet and greet, which... In retrospect, I heard we dodged a bullet because the meet and greet was basically he had a bunch of pre signed cards. I don't care about meeting Sam Hunt anyway. I'm gonna be honest with you. I mean that's I like the guy, I respect the guy, I enjoy the music, love the show. If you're I, a man and you do a meet and greet with Sam Hunt, you gotta you gotta ask yourself questions. <laughs> no, I mean some people are super fans. I do a I'm do I would love a meet and greet with every church. But for the most part, there's very few people that I need to freaking take a picture with and, you know, get an autograph from. I just, you know, I'm, I'm happy to enjoy the music from afar. But so we had the regular tickets and we were probably in the 11th to 12th row. And then uh, Stu was not very familiar with Sam Hunt. But if you want, uh, Stu, talk about your first Sam Hunt experience.
0: I got to say, I was I was highly impressed. Um, I'm, 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 the guy's a stud. I'm, I'm a heterosexual male. The guy's a complete stud. His music was great. I had known a couple of his songs, but not all of them. But I loved all of his songs. Which normally I'm one of those people that just cherry picks like one music, one song from every artist, and just and then just plays it to death. But I literally enjoyed all of his music and ended up downloading it all afterwards. But he put on a great show. The place was going absolutely nuts. He kept coming out in the crowd, um, you know, like ten feet from us, and everyone was trying to take selfies with him as he sang in the aisles. Um, the, the, he just sounded great. He he seemed truly happy to be there. Of course, who wouldn't be as as God knows what he was making for to spend one hour on that ship? Um, but he put on a great show. Everyone was 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 going crazy for about an hour. Um, so and I and I I had my phone in my hand probably for forty five minutes of it trying to t- take videos of it. Um, so I I I, I love the guy. I'll definitely remain a fan and keep listening to his music and he seemed like a genuinely good dude. Um, and I'm jealous that I'm not him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's, um, he's doing it right. As they'd say, he's got a, he's got a few things going for him, but he did get uh, hitched up with that serious girlfriend out of nowhere. Huh?
0: Um, I just, I just don't get it. I mean, (laughs) you, if you, if you're a rising country star, you're about six, four jacked and good looking you just have no business getting wiped up at this point in your career as you're about to, you know, become the next Adam Levine. You just don't. And, and a good, you know, kudos to him. If he's, if he's done with all that and he's, he's had enough tail for a lifetime from his quarterbacking days at UAB and his first few years in the country music scene. But, um, I don't know. I have a feeling that the, this one, I mean, I don't know any, I don't know him or his girlfriend, but you got to think that, um, You'd, you'd, you'd have to bet against the odds to say that uh, they're gonna end up together.
1: Yeah, it's just like you know like what do you do when you when you basically are on a cruise ship filled with 3,000 people so if you want to go 50 50, 1500 women and 498 of them will absolutely sleep with you on the spot. I mean that has got to be and, and, and no and, and you and you're just going to stay with this one girl and you're gonna, and listen, like you just said, kudos to him, you know, I think we all would hit that point that, you know, enough is enough, but it is, you, you, you see both sides of it, because you can definitely see where, man, how can, how can you, uh, he's, he's at the top of his game, as far as, as far as a sex symbol in country music, as far as males, he's not the biggest selling, he's not the most talented, he's not the number one chart topper, but I think he, I, I think he's number one as far as you know, guys who girls want to bang.
0: Yep. He so, wins. He
1: wins. He wins at life. Cheers, Sam Hunt. Good for you. Um, but he. So the show was phenomenal. Show was awesome. Let's let's talk about the Splendor a little bit as a whole. Uh, you know, as we uh, as we as we kind of round this out. Um, I had been on the Splendor four times. Stu, you haven't been on a load of cruises. You've been on a couple of ships, uh, both comparatively and just in general. What did you th- What did you think of the Carnival Splendor?
0: I loved it. I loved it. Everything on the ship. I mean, we we Tommy and I have talked uh, a lot about the beauty of having an an aft or stern pool in the back of the boat. <laughs> stern pool aft, um, and it's just. I think it just makes it. it it's As opposed to the Lido deck pool, which is in the center of the boat and kind of enclosed by walls, the aft pool, you're kind of like out in the open. The sea is like right in front of you. So that's where we chilled out for the entire cruise. We found our chairs. There's a bar five feet from us. There's a pool and a hot tub right there. Um, You know, the buffets were all 10 feet away once you walk inside. So it was perfect. That's where we set up. We ended up meeting a a cool group of uh, friends there. Who were all set up there but um for me that was my favorite part of the daytime just hanging out by that aft pool and you know sitting on the edge of the pool as the sun set um i don't know it, it was perfect and i know that's your favorite part of the ship
1: well i'm not saying i'm a cruise expert but as i approach that and my goal is to be be that and, and as i get there that's one thing i did hang my uh hat on as far as Pre-cruise, whether it's the Facebook group, whether it's our friends, whether it's anybody, I did tell them, listen, the one thing about Carnival is that – well, there's a lot of things that I love about Carnival. Well, One of the main things is that they build their ships ships with the aft pool. Why would you build a ship without an aft pool? I don't get it. I get get that you want to make some money. I get that it's a prime place for a lot of the slides and the water parks or some of the back theaters and restaurants or whatever. But allocate one of your decks – To having an aft pool, no matter what you do on a cruise ship because the guest experience is out of control and that's the one thing I was like kind of pied pipering before I'm telling everybody just let's have our sail away party there let's have that as a meeting spot because I'm going to tell you forget about it during the day you go to the Lido deck which is a lot of fun it's loud I like loud there's a lot of action going on there's things to watch but it's highly congested Um, they got kids,
0: little kids splashing around (laughs) everywhere.
1: Kids are everywhere. You hear everything. And to be honest with you in the Lido deck, you're on, on the splendor, you're on deck nine, but then there's deck 10, which is walled off. So like, you don't, you just, you see the sky, you know what I mean? You can catch a little bit of the water or a little bit of the horizon through the the windows. windows. Yeah. But basically you have a 275 degree of the water and the sunrise and the sea and the water and the horizon on that aft pool now throw in a great older crowd with no kids throw in the you know the 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 cool music that's going on back there the bar the um and 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 the pool and then what what my favorite part that's all day but my favorite part as you know is when the dinner time starts to hit and we do have the late dining on purpose because we know a lot of people are gonna get the early and they're gonna start thinning out and then you start getting that you know, that area to yourself, and now it's just you and the sun is going down and it's you and a select group of people hanging out in or around the pool with your seventh or eighth drink, uh, and it's just it's just a beautiful place to be and that's where I really find myself letting go.
0: Yep. Uh, I loved it. Favorite part of the ship. So So, no, no, actually that, that and the spa and gym, which were, which were, which were amazing. And not all, not all ships, um, you know, I was talking to the guy that ran the spa there and, you know, not some ships are, are created different than others as far as the amenities go. But he said some of the bigger ships he mentioned the splendor, and he also mentioned the magic and there's another one he mentioned too, as far as the bigger ships that carnival has have the nicer gym and the nice spa um, and I thankfully, as the Tommy bought the uh for one hundred and nineteen dollars the week long spa access, which uh, you walk into the the gym, you give them your room key, they give you a VIP card that gives you access to this special spa area where there's this huge whirlpool that supposedly has these minerals in it, these detoxifying agents, these fountains that pour on your back, an underwater steel recliner that you can lay amongst the bubbles of this whirlpool. It's never crowded. There's never anyone in there. You have this whole whirlpool to yourself that's like the size of a swimming pool. And then there's four separate steam rooms, all with varying temperatures, all with these heated rock Chaise lounges in them. You lay in these chaise lounges as menthol steam pours over you, with windows out to looking at the water. It's literally the most peace with with tranquil music playing. It's literally you feel like you're you, you're in heaven. It's really the most serene, peaceful place on earth. And thank God I had that because every you know every night I would drink my life away, go to the gym in the morning, beautiful gym, sweat it out for a half an hour, forty five minutes, and then spend another fifteen minutes. In the steam room and whirlpool, just sweating it all out so I could restart my day.
1: It's true. Hev- heavenly is is a great word to use to describe it because you're sitting in there, and then you just your thoughts just go. You start to feel like there's nothing you can't accomplish. Like you're just sitting in there, and like you have a good hard workout on the ship. You feel good. You're sweating out that booze from the previous night, and then boom, here, sir, is your reward. Just kick back. Listen to the, everything is massaging you the steam the music just the chair the ambiance and you're just kind of just you you you're good that's it you're absolutely right. I for think that. a
0: lot of people either don't know about it or don't want to pay for it. And it, there was there, I was always in the steam room alone or in the jacuzzi alone. There was never anyone in there with me. Maybe one person a couple times. So it was literally you had the spa. So for twenty bucks a day, I had this like oasis to myself it
1: was awesome it's crazy yeah it's it's usually not like that it's never jam-packed i could tell you but for as far as not having anybody in there that's crazy because i only went three times this time and honestly i kind of wasted it a little bit uh and i don't know why that happened but it just kind of did i learned to i learned to realize that every cruise you go on the more you plan the more you'll probably be disappointed so every cruise takes on its own personality and it just happened to where I only ended up in the gym spot combo 3 times but those 3 times it 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 was blissful as it just as you, you as just as you perfectly described it
0: Still worth it for you to go though. I think if they, if you don't buy the package I think they'd bang you out at $40 a day so you got your, your yeah. you got your 120 anyway.
1: So what did you think of the food overall?
0: Thought it was great. We spent our first Two nights going to the dining room, right? We went to the dining room for the first two nights, yep. you know. And as you know, on a cruise ship, you can, when you're slobs like we are, you can order as much of whatever you want. So we would each order two or three entrees, two or three appetizers, two or three desserts, and it was good. I wouldn't say it was incredible food. I've been at all-inclusive resorts where you go to restaurants um, and the food is, you know, you're you're eating top quality steak and top quality sushi or whatever. But it was good. It was decent. And, I, and then the rest of the time, you know, we kind of picked at the buffet as we would leave the pool um, at 6 or 7 o'clock at night. Um, and I thought the buffet was just as good or better than, than the dining room. You'd have fish, steak, um, chicken options, salad options, burrito bars. Um, so I thought it was – I I would give it a B. I would give the food a B. How about you?
1: Same thing. Uh, maybe even a B minus. I I feel like I've had better food on that very same ship. Um, maybe it was me this time. I'm not sure. I just wasn't blown away by the food. You know, I probably would have, I probably would have enjoyed it more if maybe we had just tried that steakhouse experience once. And that's my fault. Yeah, we should have done that. that, uh, It's my fault that we didn't because we were always running around and we were always doing our thing and we didn't really take it serious or really push forward till the last night. And even before I made the reservation, I was like, you know, what, it's the last night. it'll probably be, uh, it probably will be, uh, sold out. But either way, I mean, again, I would. I, I tell you what, I certainly didn't go hungry, so that was fine. No. Highlights, highlights on the food for me. I thought the buffet and the dining room food, and it could be me, but I just said it on Doug's show, uh, Doug on Cruise Radio Show today, that I just felt that it was a little less flavorful. As nitpicky as that might sound, it just didn't. The pork, the pork um, tenderloin was a little less tender. Uh, the buffet didn't have that same amount of you know love that it usually seems to have when I'm on that ship as far as seasoning goes. Um, the highlights on the food were obviously, as usual, the chocolate melting cake, delicious. Oh. I mean, that's just that just should that should be illegal. The uh, I I did enjoy the lobster tail. The lobster tail had a nice amount of flavor in it. it was good. You know, I, I I felt like that was that was really good. I enjoyed um, also the Indian food. I liked the Indian food. And I also liked the, um, my favorite, well, the pizza as well, as well as uh, my favorite walk-up is the deli that deli in the back of the ship i don't know why it just tastes so good those turkey wraps they have the fresh carved turkey whether it's a turkey wrap panini pastrami sandwich whatever you want it just has a real fresh taste to it and and a lot of flavor so i like that deli back there
0: you're also seven drinks deep whenever you go to it
1: yeah you're not wrong about that you're not wrong Um, about that um entertainment wise just quickly rounding out here um, I'll just go through my highs and lows, and then you could do the same. Um, I think Carnival uh, broke up, quote unquote, with uh, um, George Lopez, and I don't. And I think it, I think they fe- I felt it. I could be wrong. I don't know, but all I can say is you know, anytime you went to the George Lopez uh, punchliner, is it George Lopez? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the George Lopez punchliner uh, comedy club. There were always you know. Uh, a different, you know, and not, not sounding racist at all, but a lot of Latin or African-American comedians who just seem to blow the roof off the place and have so much fun. And, you know, I'm just saying that I'm assuming that because that's maybe the, most of the comedians he has access to. Um, but, you know, this time it was just a. The boom, the most you could say for this guy, he was mildly amusing and he was there day one and he was there day six. This is the same guy they had the entire time. So I don't know if the partnership disbanding with with George Lopez hurt it or not, but the comedy was kind of bland to me. How about you?
0: I agree. We only saw that one show. But
1: but he was still there. I don't think he got better, did he? (laughs) Yeah,
0: I mean, he was a nice guy. Ran into him on the ship. Really nice guy. He he had some funny moments, but again, yeah, I wasn't blown away.
1: Yeah, and that was one of the things I look forward to most on Carnival. They would, I mean, some of these guys would come in and they would just have funny sets, even when they weren't funny. They were extra outrageous. And then they would just go into the crowd, do some crowd work, and just light up the crowd. Funny, just funny stuff. And sometimes it's uncomfortable and sometimes whatever, but it's enjoyable. The one thing I'll say, and we'll leave Sam Hunt out of the entertainment because we spoke about him already, and that goes without saying, but um, I usually skip the the Broadway-style shows because how many times are you going to Watch the same cast and crew sing about 70s and now they got 80s costumes and they're they're singing, uh, you know, Don't Stop Believing," and now they got 70s costumes and they're singing the Rolling Stones and we get it, you know, you, you know the different artists with the different decades and as much as I appreciate the talent that goes into it as an entertainment aspect, it doesn't really do it for me, however, this epic rock show, I may be late to the party for all you carnival aficionados out there but that's the first time I saw Epic Rock, and I don't know about you Stu, but I was I was impressed. the the costumes, the stage show, the pyrotechnics, the talent, it all seemed to be working together and better than ever from an ent- entertainment standpoint in the theater on Carnival.
0: Agree, I, th- I thoroughly enjoyed it. Again, if you're going into it expecting to see a Broadway quality show, it's not. But however, as far as cruise ships go, I, th- I was very impressed. It was really good, and we had heard we heard upon leaving that show. That we missed an even better show. Was it called Eighty Eight Keys,
1: something like that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Apparently, which was even better. Um, so kudos to Carnival for ramping up the entertainment, as far as the uh, Broadway productions go.
1: You also liked the piano, too, the piano guy Reynolds, too, right?
0: Um, he was okay. I, I I just I I liked him as far as I just wanted to give him respect for doing his thing. But I agreed with you as far as he didn't blow me away, as far as like his command of the room and getting a real party started. you yeah. know. You it's know, kind
1: of like a low-lying fruit, too. It's like exactly. fish in a barrel. We all want to be entertained, and we all want to sing along. And we have, so all he has to do is start to go like Sweet Caroline, and we're all going to sing. So it's easy. And it did turn me off, and it goes with him, too. One thing I didn't like about the entertainment is that you have you know, it's not like you had Waylon Jennings on the ship, but you had Sam Hunt, and he is country-ish, and he's in the genre of country. I would have thought that the um you know i would have thought that they may have done a little bit more uh country related events throughout the ship you know maybe yeah. a country night in the club maybe like a dj playing country music on the f deck in the afternoon one party one day uh maybe a country trivia they didn't do any of that stuff so they didn't really cater to uh the country crowd which was an opportunity for them to do yep. having uh, a country artist being their featured act on the carnival live series
0: yeah I agree um you know there wasn't even country music being piped in you know exactly in the in the back, which they could have especially leading up to Sam Hunt been playing a little bit of his music or other country artist songs getting the getting the uh you know the audience kind of pumped up for that thursday night
1: um i I was tremendously tremendously impressed with the cruise director Chloe i think great yeah she i think I think that's what happens. I think we got lucky because. She's a woman, an attractive woman, a pretty attractive woman. Um, We were in the piano bar one night. She just stormed the piano bar, grabbed the mic, and just did a rendition of Ice Ice Baby. I've never seen a cruise director do that. And I think we had the advantage of having a very, very, I guess, uh, I don't want to use the word ambitious, but a person who seemed to be a little bit new to the job, who was really, really not kind of mailing it in and not, you know. I can tell you this. I had a cruise director once that... I had him. Tw- I had him twice on the same cruise line. It was on the Splendor. I'm not going to say his name, but he uh, was on the ship the first time, and I was like, "Man, this guy must be a veteran. He's finished." And then it got around. He's you know he communicates with. Us. He's like, "Yeah, this is my last week before vacation." Three months went by. Got back on the ship. He was the same cruise director, and he was a completely different guy. He just was. Basically, last day of your contract. Uh, six months in, you're kind of is a different story than you know. Yeah. So she was seemed to be just promoted and she was on fire. She had a great, great, great personality, great vibe. Always, you know, whether she was happy to stop and talk or not, she seemed happy to stop and talk each and every time. And it was it was it was really, really cool to have Chloe. Um as far as entertainment. And the other guys were run of the mill guys and they were all good. Nothing blowing you away but the acoustics act, the acoustic acts and stuff like that. Um, I had a wacky time in the casino. We don't really have to get into that that much, but I was on one hell of a swing. I was probably as high as, uh, at one point, uh, as high as 2,200 over and probably as low as 2,600 under. Uh, so it was quite a ride in the casino for me.
0: And although Tommy welcomes those kinds of swings, me as his buddy sitting next to him watching this go down just lives out every moment in sheer horror watching him play two hands with starting with $200 on each hand and then doubling and splitting so he's got $800 on the table and like it's nothing. And I'm just sitting there with my with my hands covering my face and eventually just can't watch anymore. I leave and I go back to the room and wait for him to return an hour later telling me his fate.
1: And uh, I'd be sitting here lying to you if I told you that Getting that reaction from Stu isn't why I put isn't partially why I put that money out.
0: <laughs> but it all worked out in the end this time.
1: Yeah, it did work out. We ended up up like about a thousand. And these damn carnival, carnival. Anybody listening from carnival, give me a little more than a handful of chocolates for gambling thousands of dollars swings in either directions on your ship. They chip, sent him
0: three chocolate covered strawberries to our room.
1: <laughs> exactly. The sent-
0: Guy was down. The guy lost. Two thousand dollars one night, and he gets three chocolate covered strawberries in our room,
1: yeah, exactly, so all in all, the crowd was great, you know, me and Stu, like i 've said sometimes on some podcasts i don't i don't like to make this radio show about just us getting drunk and partying all the time, uh, a lot of times we do, and a lot of times we don't uh I like to cover a lot of the you know we 're going to talk about couples cruising we're going to talk about family cruising we'll talk about world cruising. But make no mistake, you know, me and Stu have a have a name, and a few of us other who we've cruised with in the past for little areas of uh, female potential female, uh, you know, let's just call them uh, people we can in, uh, how hopefully interact with, and we call them pockets. And uh, you know, we were looking for the booze, we were looking for. You know, the good time and looking around for pockets. And this was one hell of a party cruise. And we really, really, uh, I think think we did it justice.
0: Um, I want to give one more shout out to the post-Sam Hunt party. That night made that Thursday night an even better night. Um, We exited that concert, ran into a, a crew of couples that we had been hanging out with. Started it started out with Tommy buying everyone a round of shots um, on that third deck bar. Took it up to the Lido deck where they have that Thursday night um, deck party. Um, blasting music. It's thousands of people just dancing out on the Lido deck. And then that turns into a late night party. If you go up the stairs there from the Lido deck out onto like, what is that? The 12th floor on the outer ship. There's a DJ, sort of like a, a speakeasy almost on the ship. It's like a hard to find little place in the ship where it seemed like the most attractive people on the boat found this little private DJ party with a couple hundred people all dancing the night away till three o'clock in the morning um, in the best mood ever after the Sam Hunt concert and the deck party. So that was my favorite day of the the ship bar none.
1: Well, that probably was mine too. But the problem was, is I, I, I outdid myself that night. So that yeah, night, lost Tommy that night. Yeah, I I drank way way too much, and to the point where, and I'm gonna say this, kudos to Carnival. As much as I bitch about them not, you know, giving me steak dinners and free cruises anymore, uh, because of my play, I absolutely 1,000 percent have to give them a shout out because I got a call. Still got a call the next day. Oh, what's that?
0: Uh, I know you I know where you're going with this, and it's amazing.
1: Yeah. So you got a call. What did they say to you?
0: I get a call um, from the casino saying, is Thomas Casabona there? I said, he's not in the room right now. Can I take a message? And she said, just please have him call. Uh, come down to the casino when he gets back. Go to, to the, uh, the cashier desk and ask for the floor manager. And that's all they said. I said, is there is there something wrong? They said, no, we just have to speak to him. I relayed the message to Tommy. You can take it from there.
1: No, so then I just went down there thinking, all right, here's my free cruise, here's my steak dinner, this and that, whatever. No, I um, I had previously looked up my sign and sell card and was alerted by that, you know, <laughs> by that way only that I had taken out two separate uh, withdrawals of $500 in the casino. Um, so I took out 1000 and I didn't even know I did that. Uh, not, not that I'm proud of that, but that did happen. Uh, Then I realized I had $800, $700 in my pocket. So I'm like, okay, so I'm down three from that little transaction. They told me they have me on security camera going into my pocket and pulling out money and then a group of bills falling on the floor. And they had $500 of of my money uh, in an envelope waiting for me because they identified me. They saw it was me and they... uh, basically um recovered that money for me and man that is that's the type of that's the type of thing that makes you want to cruise a cruise line again you know what i'm saying like they didn't have to do that they told me who found it i gave him a 50 um and it was really really appreciated and i have to give them uh, uh my ultimate ultimate respect for doing that and i guess you know it's the common and the decent thing to do and it's the thing that i think i would have done as well that doesn't mean, you know, in this day and age, you expect that. And I definitely appreciated that and a big shout out to Carnival for that. And I will always recommend Carnival because of that.
0: Now, I forgot to ask you, do they have some sort of CIA facial recognition software in the casino? Or did they show the video to the pit boss who, upon seeing your face, knew you from your sale and sign card in his pit?
1: It would have to be number two. I was probably on that ship from what I saw the second or third, you know, most Biggest player. active player. You know what I mean? There was another, uh, you know, guy on the ship. I mean, we'll leave that alone. That was very, very boisterous and, and doing very, very well. And he made sure the entire ship knew about it. But um, <laughs> aside from that, that particular person, uh, I had people around me. No matter where I was, people were looking at me like I was a little crazy, uh, you know, betting when I was betting at certain times. which people like me. Yeah, which I don't get because this plenty of people i don't know that like, you know are way way more aggressive than me but i think on cruise ships it's not like you're going to atlantic city atlantic city or vegas you're going to see the high rollers left and right on a cruise ship it's more a bunch of people trying to have fun so maybe that's why i'm a little bit of a bigger fish on the cruise ship you know and not at all in any of these other places but um any any closing thoughts anything else that you uh think whether you would recommend or funny but story but one
0: thing we should educate the masses on is uh is the drink the open bar drink package? We we went and bought the uh, the cheers. It's called the Cheers package on Carnival. Um, I think it was about three hundred and fifty dollars, three hundred and forty-five dollars for the week, which entitles you to a limit of fifteen drinks a day. Now, if you're a big drinker, you might come close to hitting that, or or hit that every single day. Um, but you still got to put in some work to hit that. Figure you're you're drinking seven or eight drinks by day, trying to sober up, and then do, doing it all again at night. It's um. You know, we we can drink, and, and there were most nights where we didn't hit that limit. Um, and they were very strict on that limit. They will not let you buy a drink. If I have drinks left on my card for the day and Tommy's reached his limit, they would not let me buy him a drink. They just don't want anyone drinking more than 15 drinks a day. I'm sure there's ways to do it. Um, but I think the best advice we have is, if you're a huge drinker and you're going to exceed that, find your bartender. Uh, make sure you grease them at the beginning of the week or each night. Give them a few bucks. It goes a long way and your drinks get a little bit stiffer to where those 15 drinks hit you a little harder than uh, 15 um, drinks that you know have been poured with the jiggers that they're apparently all required to uh, pour their one-ounce drinks with.
1: Yeah, and obviously you, you the ones when you when you grease the certain ones, they will let that extra ounce and a half fall into after the jigapour is done. Um, the restrictions are weird. You can't you're not supposed to buy people drinks and you're not supposed to uh like you said, drink even if you want to pay for it past the fifteenth drink. And um you can't have specialty drinks and you can't have shots. So I'll say that, man. It takes...
0: You can have specialty drinks. You could order pina coladas and all that stuff
1: but not in the specialty uh, vessels and stuff like that. Like when they do like the ve- the different vessels, it's not good for that. You okay. can buy the vessel aside and just get nothing in the vessel. Um, I-, I just don't think – I think that's a mistake. I just think that, you know, like we talk about, you know, everything on this, uh, you know, always be both cruise cast. It's not a fluff piece. It's not meant to be a fluff piece, and we tell the truth. And the reality is, is that Carnival has a flawed system with their – Uh, drink packages they give you and offer you a 15 drink situation but think about who's going to buy that if you're if your target market of someone who's going to buy that is the drinker a la me a la you a la some of the people we travel with the mindset of a drinker is they want that occasional shot they want that occasional double they want that's what drinkers do and that's what they want and that's your target market you're not going to get the person who wants to have three to five drinks here and there every once in a while and maybe take a few days off, they're not buying a drink package. The people who are buying the drink package are the drinkers, and the drinkers want their shots. They want their doubles, and they want to be able to to, to buy some rounds for other people. That's what they do. And to have a drink package, to have so many restrictions, I get that you want to make money, and you have to – if you charge an extra $75 to the whole trip on the, on the drink package – I would be more happy to pay that than to deal with all these restrictions that they put in place. So I'm just hoping uh, they eventually realize that. I understand all these things are – me and you took our first cruise, too. They didn't even offer drink packages. Right. So They've come a long way. Yeah, so I'm just thinking maybe the market will speak to them and, and, and they'll come around because Royal Caribbean and Norwegian already have – unlimited drinks and unlimited everything you know as far as that goes and they also don't uh you know they they just don't have those same restrictions i get where Carnival's coming from because if i want me and you wanted to get a drink package we shouldn't be able to buy drinks for the entire ship who don't pay for the drink package so i just think you have to just come up with something that's a little bit more friendly still protect yourself but still come up with something that's a little bit more friendly to the real deal drinker which is The only person who's going to buy that freaking package anyway.
0: And you also – I get it from their perspective um, that you also have to protect yourself from the people that just don't know when to stop. And if you've had 15, you're probably pretty lit up. And if it's unlimited and you get to 25, you're then becoming a problem probably. You're going to be the guy that passes out in the hallway or on the Lido deck and then they have to deal with you. Not everyone, but you know there's a couple jerk-offs in every ship that are going to be like that. So I guess there's got to it's a flawed system and you got to they got to figure there's got to be some sort of happy medium where, like you said, you get people the shots or the drinks they want and put, you know, some kind of cap on it. I don't I don't know what yeah, they. The
1: thing that, is, day that is. three, day four, like you said, you're a seasoned drinker. They're pouring one ounce drinks if that with the jiggers, and you start at six. You know, you start at two in the afternoon, and you're only allowed 15 drinks. You're gonna shower and eat and reboot. Then you only have you know the you know five your five left or whatever. Yeah, there's plenty of times where I hit the limit. I hit the limit tw- I hit the limit four times on this yeah. trip. But there were twice when I – out of two of those times, I was just – I'm going to say just as sober as when I started, but I barely felt the buzz on that 15th drink because yeah. remember, you started two. There's six drinks before two. You're feeling good. Now you go to the spa. Now you go to the gym. Now you eat. Now you're restarted. And then it's just like you're just yeah. drinking for the sake of drinking, and you're not getting anywhere. But I don't know. That's it's. It sound, I know I'm sounding like an alcoholic right now. But when I go away, I'm pretty. I pretty much am a little bit of an alcoholic. and I don't drink like that all year. I'm not an alcoholic per se. I am perfectly fine, not you know, not drinking. But I'm, when I go on vacation, I kind of party a little bit, and I like to, you know, what do you want to call it? Rage out or you know whatever. They turn up or whatever the kids call it nowadays, and that's what I do. Um, so I'm just saying, you know, I work in the nightclub business, so my tolerance over the years has developed pretty high. And I just think that if you're gonna have an open bar package, and you're gonna have people commit to that much of, of of an investment in it, you have to cater it towards the person who is the drinker. But you know, I just I guess repeated myself two or three times. No reason spending more time on that. But
0: the other benefit of it, by the way, which we which we knew partially going in, is that the drink package also entitles you to unlimited you know, bottled waters and sodas from the bar. You give them, They swipe your card, but it doesn't charge you and it doesn't count toward your 15 alcoholic drinks. Unlimited coffees at their specialty coffee bar, which you can get a mochaccino, a frappuccino, an iced coffee, whatever you want. They swipe your card. It's a $0 charge. doesn't count
1: toward your 15 drinks. Um, so that's kind of a cool perk. It's a great point. That's a great point. The other thing I do like about the drink package that you like as well and we all talk about is, you know, it can be a little nerve wracking when you're piling up drinks on a budget and if you have a budget for that for the cruise as far as drinking, you don't have to look at it. When you when you have your open bar package, you just, okay, another one, sign it off, give a tip, and that's it, done. Uh you don't have to oh my gosh, how much did I spend today on liquor? You know what I'm saying? It's already done exactly. for you. So that's that's big too.
0: Knowing that it's bought and paid for, you've spent your three hundred and forty dollars before the trip, it's done, paid for and you're just getting zero dollar charges. Nothing worse than being on a cruise and every day looking at your your charges and say, oh, I just spent a hundred fifty dollars on drinks today. Great, you know. So that's that's one less thing to worry about. I hundred percent agree.
1: Absolutely. Um, I want to thank Stu for being on the show. Uh, you did a great job as always. Stu is a a great broadcaster in his own in 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 his own in an old thing. And I want to give a quick mention to his project. He uh. Owns owns a company called Riptism, and he is a uh, basically produces uh, workout videos that are in the kind of the line of the P90X. I personally think they're more effective. By using them, I was able to lose uh, right around 40 pounds. With I'm
0: very very proud of you, it was impressive.
1: I appreciate that, and honestly, uh, I know two or three other of our friends. I'm not going to sit here and say that they're easy, but what the hell is good that's easy? But you know, it's it's definitely. Definitely effective. Uh, You can go to Riptism.com and check them out. And Stu is encouraging too. Stu, like I know Stu, but when I watch the videos, it's like I don't know Stu. I'm just watching this workout guy, and he's kind of encouraging me. And even at the end when it's all over... Kind of talks you down from it, you know. Says stuff like, "All right, that was it. It's over. The day in the, in the cool down, your day is yours," and it, and, it, and I found it really, really, really effective. And uh, Riptism dot I mean, you're not going to beat it. I think it's better than P ninety X or whatever the other ones that are out there. And what is it? What does it cost now, still? What's
0: the? It's uh really cheap. It's seventeen. 17- 35 minute videos for uh 1995
1: it's pretty $17. it's about a
0: dollar a it's pretty cheap we're not we're not known yet so uh, we're just trying to get the word out but uh pretty much the best bang for your buck you're gonna get out there so i appreciate this and more than appreciate the fact that you uh dedicated yourself and lost all that weight it was pretty pretty cool now i just got to get you to stay on it
1: yeah no i'm gonna go back i'll be back i just you know I'm off to the cruisers, the wheels fall off, and then after that a couple of days it takes me to get back into it. I'm shooting for tomorrow um, and you guys
0: have to visit besides uh visiting Tommy uh at, at always be booked you got to visit him at uh at his at his awesome country bar in orlando cowgirls yeah. um you know and uh tell him you heard him on the podcast and he'll uh, he'll get you around
1: definitely uh cowgirls. Rock Bar in Orlando, right near the Orlando I and the I 360 uh, uh, complex. Uh, Orlando's only mechanical bull But also, please, uh, if you can, um, rate, comment, and share this podcast. Now, what we're doing is we're giving away free cruises. We've talked about this on one of the other podcasts, and we're going to be talking about it for a little while. You will get a cruise for two, it's out of Palm Beach. And it is uh, the Bahama Paradise. You go for uh, one day. Well, you go, you get on the ship. You spend the night in the Bahamas. And you spend, no, you spend the night on the ship. You spend the next day in the Bahamas, back on the ship for the whole night. And then you're there the third day. You're back in the port of Palm Beach. It's a former carnival ship. It's a little bit of an older ship. I'm not going to sit here and tell you you're getting on the uh, Oasis of the Seas or whatever. But I did this. I actually paid for it um and i had a great time with the person i went with we had a blast we had a great day in the bahamas and if you're looking for a real simple cruise this is the way to go and i'm giving three of them away for free every single week and it's going to be based on whoever has uh reviewed this podcast on itunes if you review this podcast and let's just say three people review the podcast I'm giving the only three people that reviewed the podcast a free cruise. And you can, you know, mark that in the book. And if you do it, call me, email me at um, uh, tommy at be Um I really would like you guys to follow me on Instagram because uh, that's where we have a lot of fun. I make a bunch, of, a bunch of memes. Some of them are funny. Some of them are stupid as hell, but they're all mine. And, uh, you know, we have a good time on that. I like the back and forth on that.
0: I think your Instagram is great, by the way.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I, I have fun. I go, I go a little too far sometimes, and you can maybe call it borderline offensive, but you know, we never promised that we were going to be politically correct here. So, But, I'm again, I want to give away these free cruises. I want to give away three a week. The goal is to get into the iTunes new and noteworthy section so that we can get a whole bunch of people listening to the cast and uh, enjoying it and making this thing interactive on cruising. I am giving away three free cruises a week and all you have to do to get involved and qualify for that is to rate and, co- and comment on the podcast on iTunes. And how you find the show, you just basically go to the iTunes app, search for always uh, iTunes podcast app. So go on your podcast, what is it, the um, the app store. So go to your app store on your smartphone uh, and then uh, type in the podcast app. You download the podcast app and within that podcast app, App, excuse me. You write in, always be booked, and you will find me. If you don't have that information, check out the Instagram. Uh, there'll be instructions on there, and we're just having a, trying to have a good time with it. You'll definitely hear back from Stu because I'm definitely gonna find a way to get him on that Oasis cruise that I'm going on on March 5th.
0: And you we'll have, have might a, have to beg. I'll, I'll probably be there,
1: <laughs> and we'll definitely have a bunch of uh, you know, uh, you know, repeats we've already you know we already got like Chris. We have uh, we're gonna have Doug from Cruise Radio on soon, and we're really excited about that. And again, you know, not professional broadcasters looking at just looking to get better uh, and better every week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Stu, great, great, great cruising with you. Great uh, pathetic post cruise uh, lunch experience we have together. <laughs> and uh, I really thank you for for being on the show and, and great job.
0: Thanks for having me, buddy. And uh, thank you for uh, for an enjoyable week in Orlando and at sea. I had uh, I have many memories now for life. And uh, thank you, thank you, Carnival Splendor, as well.
1: And we will make many more. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, always be booked. Cruise cast. Talk to you next time.